Welcome to Life Minute TV, your life, your minute on everything lifestyle. Celebrity buzz, music and movie news, fashion, beauty, home style, wellness, and more. Legendary rockers Foghat have stayed true to their iconic bluesy rock sound since their rise to fame in the 70s. We caught up with original drummer and only living founding member of the band Roger Earl from his home in New York recently. The multi-platinum band is celebrating five decades with the release of Eight Days on the Road, a CD, DVD, and vinyl capturing the band's 14-track performance recorded live in 2019. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Absolutely, all things considered, absolutely fine. Life is really, really good. We've done three shows so far this year after having a year and a half off, and uh, I feel fine. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this. You're Christy, right? Yes. Okay, hi, Christy. I'm Roger. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um, are you coming from your home today? Yes, uh, I'm at my home. Uh, I've got everything ready, and we can talk about. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. So tell us about eight days on the road. Um, actually, it was recorded at the end of uh, nineteen. Uh, so Daryl's House Club, upstate New York. Um, normally, we don't get a chance to play like a small room but it's a really cool room, great sounding room, it's all wood. Uh, the, uh, they have a five camera high def shoot. They have a terrific board and the engineer there who recorded us. Um, and it was a, actually, normally we do fly-ins all our shows, but uh, this one was, we had a sprinter van. And so we were driving to like four shows, uh, usually if it's under 300 miles or thereabouts, we'll drive, yeah. I love driving, <laughs> but uh, it's a fabulous venue. Um, I remember the food because I'm a foodie. I love to eat. Um, the food there is fantastic. Uh, and the people are really professional. And we, after the show, we went in and listened to uh, the stuff and it's, it was really good. It sounded great. Um, our lead guitar player and uh, slide player, Brian Bassett is also our producer and engineer. He's engineered our last four studio albums and produced them and a couple of live things we put out. So uh, we do it all in-house. We have a studio down in uh, Florida in the land where we actually, we've just been down there about a month or so ago do some rehearsing because a year and a half off. Oh dear. <laughs> I haven't had a year and a half off since I was 12, I think. <laughs> And it's a DVD as well? Yeah, DVD. You can actually sort of see what we look like. I mean, it's... Look at this package. I'm, I've got to show you this, too, because I'm so proud of it. Look at that. Two, two uh, CDs, a DVD, so you can actually... They're sort of like having four maniacs in your living room. <laughs> the uh, and, and there's lots of pictures on here. You know, that's what I used to love about albums, you know, vinyl. There would be pictures and there'd be little stories. And nobody gets that anymore. They've got their buds in their ears and they don't hold anything in their hands. You can hold this like, like that. Um, yeah, it's, I was really pleased with it. And it's our 50th anniversary. So um, I don't think that's exactly why we put it out. But our manager uh, said, it's our 50th anniversary. You need to release something. So we said, 
here it is. <laughs> eight days. Actually, it's more like 80,000 days on the road. <laughs> I'll condense into one. Um, and 50 years, that's incredible. Um, can you talk about, you know, how the band has persevered after decades and you guys are still doing your thing? It's, it was a little rough for a while. We lost our lead singer 20, 22 years ago. Um, you know, and we've lost our bass player four years ago, um, our lead guitar player, two lead guitar players. Um, you know, I'm the lone surviving member. But the current band's been together. I mean, Brian, our lead and slide player, has been with us 24 years. Um, Charlie Hune, our lead singer and lead guitar player, has been with us over 20 years. Uh, Rodney, our bass player, has only been with us four. We stole him from the Pat Travers band because he's really good. <laughs> and Pat didn't mind. Pat said, "Okay, you can you can have him for a while." We said, "All right, thank you." Um, it's uh, and it's a band. The Fog has always been a band. You know, a band of brothers. It was never about any one individual, you know, when the four of you get on stage, that's what it's about. It's about the music. Um, and I'm one of those fortunate few that gets to earn a decent living or something I love doing. See this picture? You can't really see it, can you? That's Buddy Guy. And that's that's me presenting an award to Buddy Guy at the uh, Memphis Blues Awards about five or six years ago. What a cool man he is. Beautiful absolutely beautiful he won everything that night except piano player because i don't think he plays piano but he won the best record uh, best song best everything yeah he's i saw i saw a special last night on buddy guy on pbs and can I, i'm allowed to say that aren't i of course you are roger you can say anything you want when you get to this age <laughs> uh, and it was fantastic so any of you listeners out there Check Buddy Guy's special out on PBS. It's absolutely brilliant. How did you first get into music? <laughs> um, there was always music in my house. My father played piano, uh, you know, not professionally, but he'd play in the local pubs. He grew up in the East End of London. Um, he was a panel fitter at Aston Martins in the 50s. And uh, I would come home from school at lunchtime. And I was about, I think I was about 11 or 12. And Jerry Lee Lewis had just put out, I think, his first single. I can't remember if it was Great Balls of Fire, a whole lot of shaking going on. But I do remember the B-side of the record, which was Mean Woman Blues. And my dad said to me, he said, yeah, have a listen to this boy, son. He can really play the Joanna. And about three months later, my father took me to see Jerry Lee Lewis. And um, my mother said, it addled his brain. He's never been the same since. <laughs> so uh, I, I have to think. I had really great parents. There was always music in the house, radio, um, uh, record player. It was um, it was never off. So uh, yeah, it was. Um, I had great parents. They were very supportive. Yeah. So they didn't mind you going off and doing the music thing. Um, I'm, I'm sure I upset them. You know, because I wandered off and often I wasn't around <laughs> but uh yeah they I think they were very proud of me and my older brother Colin played piano and um, he was in a successful band called Mungo Jerry especially in Europe um what was their song in the summertime 
in the summertime. Da, 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 da. Um, in fact, the lead singer in uh, Mungo Jerry was the singer in the first band I was in. We went to school together. Um, yeah, life's been good to me so far. Who wrote that? <laughs> Joe, Joe Walsh, wasn't it? That's right. Yes, my Maserati does 185. His Maserati, by the way, didn't do 185. It did 175 flat out. And that's downhill as well. <laughs> um, and who were some of your inspirations? Uh, growing up. It was um, it's American music, blues, uh, rock and roll, of course, uh, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, uh, Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker. Um, I, I joined a blues club in Chicago. I, I, grew, I grew up in Southwest London and Central London. And uh, uh, it was rock and roll to start off with, and obviously Elvis, early Elvis Presley. I'm also a huge Johnny Cash fan. Ooh, but um, it was it was always about the music, um, and then you know various American artists came over to London. I'd go and see them. Jerry Lee Lewis, of course, was my favourite. But Little Richard, Chuck Berry, um, you know, it was uh, it was magic. And of course, the English sort of put a little different spin on you know American blues and rock and roll, but. Um, it was we have a saying back in or there was a saying back in England. I'm I'm an American. You people just talk a little funny. Just kidding. <laughs> um, called taking coals to Newcastle. That's where they dig it up. So it was kind of interesting the first time I came to the States in 1968 or 69 when I was in a band called Savoy Brown, a blues band, you know, like bringing the blues back to America, the land that you know, this is where it was born. I mean, America has given music to the world, jazz, blues, uh, bebop, uh, country and western, uh, gospel music. Um, you know, th this is the land of music. And, and there's this wonderful melting pot of, of, uh, of people, tunes maybe from, you know, Ireland and, and Scottish folk tunes and French uh, folk tunes. Uh, and of course, you know, when the African brothers and sisters were carted here, they brought their rhythms with them. Thank goodness, because we'd be nothing without it. <laughs> I know I'd be out of work. <laughs> and there's this wonderful melting pot of music. And I think that's why the US has this incredible uh, outlay of music. And even today, you know, like, you know, young stars, you know, R&B uh, rappers and stuff, it's it's still American music, you know, the, the, the poetry. It's not really my cup of tea, but, you know, I think every generation should have its music anyway. You know, it would be boring if it stayed the same. Don't want to be boring, do we? <laughs> and how have, you know, you adapted to the changing of music, you know, gone through, you know, all these different decades and... Was there kind of an evolution? Uh, not really, you know, it's it was, it was still, um, you know, anything other than the three chords has to be viewed with a certain amount of suspicion. <laughs> um, yeah, you change. Uh, uh, the band always cared about playing uh, right from the very beginning. Um, you know, we, we've been known to have 
more than enough fun from time to time. But we were always uh, sober fellows when we play. Uh, I think I've played with a couple of hangovers over the years. But, you know, music itself for me is, uh, I love to play. And, and in the band, it, it was just a, basically an unwritten rule. Nobody sort of drinks or gets whacked before we play. You don't need to. Music is enough. And um, it's a joyful thing. You know, I'm making, uh, I remember when I was growing up, um, before I started playing drums, you know, I'd be banging on uh, with knives and forks on my mum's china and ruining the lampshades. And she'd say, tap, tap, bang, bang. That's all he ever does. <laughs> I love my mum. Um, and who have been some of your favorite people to play with over the years or collaborate with? Probably a highlight of my life was uh, 1977. Folk Hat did a tribute to the blues. It was for the New York Public Library because we were all such fans of, you know, blues musicians, Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker, uh, Johnny Winter. And we were the house band at the uh, New York Palladium. And this is 77, so like, we were rolling in money. We were, like, every, we were selling out everywhere and selling millions of records. So good fun, actually. And uh, so uh, it's actually, I think, our publicist who came up with the idea about, because he knew that we were huge fans of, you know, American blues music. And he said, well, why don't you, uh, you know, do a show? So we did. Muddy Waters was there, John Lee Hooker, uh, Willie Big Eye Smith on drums with Muddy's band. Um, uh, who else? Um, Paul Butterfield, Johnny Winter. You've already said Johnny Winter twice. He deserves it. He's great. <laughs> uh, I played with Johnny Winter a number of times. He was, uh, he was a beautiful man, very funny too. Actually, I could tell a story. No, maybe I can't. <laughs> uh, yeah um that that was a highlight of my life in 1977 um you know meeting you know my heroes and uh, of course willie dixon who produced all the stuff at chess records with uh, you know uh, chuck berry and stuff like that i you know i got to meet them all and shake their hands and hang out and i went over to willie dixon's house on the south side of chicago myself and I'm some Dave, our original lead singer, and hung out till like four in the morning, having dinner, eating and uh, listening to music. Uh, you know, what was really cool about meeting your musical heroes was they didn't let you down. They, they were beautiful people. M Muddy Waters was just this an incredible singer and guitar player. But as a human being, he had the most beautiful way about him. I mean, and everybody... On, the, on that show in 77 was very deferential towards him, like Mr. Muddy. In fact, my mother and father were there. It was my father's uh, 60th birthday. So I brought them over and got them a hotel in Park Lane. They were very impressed. <laughs> we were backstage and they, they knew, you know, because I had Muddy Waters records and John Lee Hooker records. And I introduced them to Muddy Waters. And I said, mum and dad, Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters, my mum and dad. And there's their little boy sort of shaking hands with one of his musical heroes. Yeah, that was really cool. That was a real highlight, actually. Is there anyone you'd still love to work with? 
Let's see. Um, I've always been a Rolling Stone fan. I used to go and see them when I was growing up in London because they're only about a year or two older than me. And uh, they were a huge influence on a lot of bands because, uh, you know, their passion for blues music. Um, they introduced, you know, Chuck Berry, I think, to most of the English audiences because they were playing all Chuck's songs. They'd be nothing without Chuck Berry. Oh, <laughs> I think Chuck said that, actually. <laughs> but... Uh, I haven't played with the Stones. Uh, I used to go and see them, like I said. Um, and I saw them uh, a few years back when they were touring about five or six years ago. They sounded great. Charlie Watts is a, is a terrific drummer. I mean, he is like the heart and soul of that band. And Keith, I don't think anybody could play guitar quite like him. There's another one, I mean, how much he influenced um, other guitar players, the way he played. I mean, he took it from, you know, his uh, American heroes, you know, Chuck and you know, a number of other sort of blues, great blues artists. But of course, they got Mick, who can sing and dance probably better than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played with the Stones, but I don't think opening up for the Stones could be a bit of a disappointment anyway. I mean, everybody goes there to see them. Who's the opening act? Who cares? <laughs> Is there anyone you listen to, you know, today's music-wise? I like the Foo Fighters. I think they're... Um, well, it'd be a contemporary version of a rock and roll band, as far as I'm concerned. Dave Grohl is, uh, has got a great attitude. Um, band plays great. Um, Dave Grohl plays drums and guitar. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the Foo Fighters. I mean, but there again, they're not all that new, are they? I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> what inspires you? Uh, Music, uh, you know, um, in fact, we just started, we have a studio down in Florida in Deland. That's where we record or made our last four albums and we mix everything and we go down there and rehearse. Um, it's just music. Um, you know, I'm one of those fortunate few that gets to earn a really decent living doing something I love. Um, I think my, um, my actual taste in music are, are a lot broader than they were when I was like, uh, you know, when I was first growing up, you know, I was a teenager, because when you're teenagers, you think you know it all. I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy all sorts of music, but it's still, uh, you know, jazz, blues, you know, rock and roll. I'm a big Hank Williams fan as well. Ooh, and Johnny Cash, of course. Oh, in fact, I was probably the only kid when I was like 12 or 13 years old riding my bike to school singing Johnny Cash songs. Uh, yeah, she loves you, big river, more than me. Ooh, <laughs> I never got to meet Johnny Cash, which was, uh, that, that would have been really cool because anybody I've spoken to that has met him, they all said that he was this wonderful giant of a man and just really cool. But that's too late now. But the music I grew up and loved, um, I still do. And like I said earlier, all you folks out there, check out the new Buddy Guy uh, special on uh, PBS. It's really, it's worth checking out. It's, it's, it sort of helps, you know, because I think a lot of people, you know, when we first came to the States, I first came here in 68. I was in a band called Savoy Brown. And... I think a lot of people weren't really aware of, you know, you know, the blues artists that were here, you know, Muddy, 
John Lee Hooker, uh, Hubert Sumlin, I mean, all these great artists and, uh, you know, and the majority of the audiences didn't know who they were. They just thought it was Eric Clapton and uh, Jeff Beck had written all this music. They hadn't, we borrowed it. But no, it's, it's American music and America, like I said earlier, America gives music to the world even today. With new artists, young artists. What accomplishment or what moment of your career, like what are you most proud of over your long career? Still being here. <laughs> there, there probably was a time when um, I think some of my family members thought I might not last, but um, it's in the genes. I'm not talking about the Levi's either. Um, uh, just being here, being healthy, being able to play in a great rock and roll band, you know, earn a decent living uh, accomplishments. Oh, I have three beautiful daughters, I have a granddaughter, I have an extended uh, family of uh, grandchildren, nephews, nieces. That's a sad part though. My downside is from this COVID nightmare. I haven't been able to see my, uh, I have a niece and nephew in England that are like two and a half, nearly three now, and I haven't been able to see them. One of my nieces sent me some pictures the other day, but it's not the same. I mean, they need to know their Uncle Roger, actually great Uncle Roger, because I could be fun with kids. What else do you like to do when you're not working? No, I don't work, I play. Actually, the work part is traveling, you know, planes, trains, automobiles, that's, you know, hurry up and wait. But it's all worth it for the hour and a half each night. Actually, that was one thing about the last year and a half because of the COVID nightmare. Uh, you know, I got to go fishing. Uh, I live on the water in uh, Long Island on the North Shore near Port Jefferson. Um, I got my garden done this year. I'm actually eating some of the vegetables instead of the deer and the raccoons snatching it all. <laughs> um, mowed the lawn, did some work on the house. I like to fish, actually. I, I try to stay healthy. I stretch, I work out, light exercise, uh, ride my bike. In fact, I haven't ridden my bike in a week. I have to go now. No, just kidding. <laughs> and you said you're a foodie. Do you like cooking or you just enjoy eating? Yeah, no, I love to cook. Um, we redid our kitchen uh, a couple of years ago. In fact, it didn't happen last year. Otherwise, we've been, really been in trouble. Yeah, um, I did a couple of... Uh, specials like on and for maybe the food channel or something they didn't think much of me i think but um yeah i love to cook i uh, love to eat um i cook all sorts of stuff um and i i tried different things you know um uh, I, you know i really like italian food but uh, i try different things with it that, you know you know move stuff around um olive oil Drink olive oil. <laughs> What's your specialty to cook? Um, I, I like um, most of the fish I put back now. Um, but I, I take some of the ones that, you know, that are of size and stuff. But the big ones I put back, I remember about, about 10 or 12 years ago. I caught a 45 pound striped bass out in the bay behind the house. And uh, we had a couple of weak fish in the cooler and uh, we got it, eventually got it in the boat, wouldn't even fit into the landing net, it was so big. And my wife said, you're not gonna kill it, are you? And I said, 
I can't kill this fish. It's a grandmother. <laughs> this is big, beautiful brown eyes. That's terrible when you can't take the fish home. Uh, oh, well, maybe that comes with uh, being a little older and wiser. No, I, I was always like, take what you need, leave the rest. It's important. And what's your tips for success for, you know, just in general? Being in the right place at the right time. With music, I think most musicians that have ever, you know, been successful, either in their ability to play or being successful, like commercially for one, for a better word, we're a selfish lot. The only thing we care about is music. We care about the band we're in or whatever we're doing. It's all about the music. Everybody else and everything else takes take second place I think and uh, which is kind of sad really but I think with music if you don't have passion for music and love what you do I don't I don't think you will have any real degree of happiness doing it and any real success unless you have that passion so my my two ex-wives have forgiven me I was a better boyfriend they shouldn't have married me anyway <laughs> I think just you know, that's all I ever wanted to do. I was a commercial artist initially in my when I first left school when I was 15. Uh, and I was good at that. It was a good living, actually. But what I wanted to do was play and bang on the drum all day. Thank you, Todd Rundgren. <laughs> and you're on tour right now? Yeah, we've done our third show of the year. We just played um, the Moondance Jam in Minnesota with Todd Rundgren, who was on our original record label, uh, Bearsville Records. I haven't seen Todd since 1974, and he was fantastic. Uh, in fact, he helped us out on our first couple of albums. He played piano, guitar, um, some stuff. Uh, he helped mix some things. Um, we had a lot of help on in early days. Yeah, we're on tour. Um, we're going to be touring until the end of the year. I think we've got about 30 or 40 days to go. We do between 60 and 70 shows a year usually. But like I said, like last year was off. Actually, I kind of enjoyed it, you know, not doing anything for a year and a half, spending some time with my girlfriend and my wife. They like each other. <laughs> um, and what can fans expect from the, the show? Uh, we're, we're actually doing most of the songs that are on the uh DVD, CD. We'll be playing all our hits like Slow Ride, Fall for the City, uh, I Just Want to Make Love to You, Stone Blue, Driving Wheel. Uh, there's a couple of other tunes that we've never recorded before that will be on there. Not recorded live anyway. Uh, we did a version of um, Play That Funky Music, White Boy. Our uh, leading slide guitar player, Brian Bassett, was the guitar player in that band. And we would play it at sound checks just for fun, because it's a fun song to play. And before we did this four day run, when we recorded this, uh, I said, why don't we do funky music? And uh, Charlie, our lead singer, poor Charlie, he has to learn so many words. I don't know how he does it. I honestly don't. <laughs> but um, Charlie said, he was brave. He said, okay, I'll, I'll listen to it. So that, that's a fun song to do. And also we did a version of Maybelline, a Chuck Berry song that we uh, did on our very first album. There's a few others in there. But um, as Mick Jagger once said, sounded rock and roll, but I like it, I like it. Yes, I do, I like it. <laughs> and what's a, a funny or memorable story from touring? Oh, okay, um, are there children listening? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't really think of any uh, offhand that would be suitable. Um, oh, there's that, no, I can't talk about that one. 
there are lots they'll be in the book <laughs> actually a bit we've been working on that for the last three or four years some it, it actually right not writing the book but like compiling the stories and stuff and i and we've talked to lots of people i work with over the years those that have survived anyway i'm not entirely sure i'm ready to sort of finish the book because when you finish a book it seems like you've written the end of the story but there again Keith Richards wrote a book it's terrific it's really funny he was very entertaining uh, also he was very cool like he um, not that I'm a guitar player but he shared a great deal about how he tunes his guitars which I thought was really cool because drummers love to share the knowledge we'll, we'll sit down two drummers get together and they immediately start sort of tapping and banging on stuff and can, can you do this and then, and then you know blah, blah. whereas guitar players tend to go um we, we can't see what i'm doing i just they turn their back and you know do their really 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 really, really and you know they don't want anybody to see it but um no drummers like to share the uh, share the banging and the noise and the crashing i love my job and what's next for you gonna roll till I'm old and rock till I drop um like we're going out this year we're gonna we are starting a new uh, studio album um we were down when we were down to the studio down in Florida earlier uh, a couple of months back we uh, I I re put new skins on the heads we we we're trying out some new microphones our board decided it wasn't going to work anymore maybe it had something to do with you know, Florida weather can play its havoc with electrics and stuff. So we got a new board, which in the old days, like a Neve board, which we used to have in our studio up here in New York, you know, it's $2 million. Um, now you can get a board that will function as well for maybe between three and $10,000. So creating music is sort of a little, probably a little bit more easier to do if you have the knowledge, um, you know, from that point of view. But there again, I don't know how young bands actually manage these days because, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you could rent a room somewhere or, uh, you know, just play in your back garden and, you know, invite people over. There's a very, there's a very limited space for like, you know, young musicians to actually sort of learn their craft, especially, you know, going out on the road and, you know, stagecraft and learning how to play and deal with an audience. That's got to be a little rough. You know, I mean, I think, when I grew up, you know, playing and even and even to this day, you know, because we've had made so many records. Um, the cool thing is we can still play and people turn up to see us. I love that. And I think, you know, the, the band Fog always stayed pretty true to their, you know, the, their rock and roll blues uh, attitude, I think, with songs. And um, people turn up to see us. Like I said the other day, we played the Moondance Jam, Moondance Jam in Minnesota. There was like 15,000 people there. It was, that was cool actually, after being off for so long, you know, to see all those um, smiling faces. And it was a hot day. It was like 95 and dusty, but they were, uh, the people were ready. Uh, yeah, I, I still get chills before I go on stage. As soon as, as soon as you start counting, it's okay. But yeah, going out there, it's, uh, it's, it's a thrill. It, it really is. I see you're playing Bikers Fest. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have one in, in September. OC Bike Fest in September. Like I said, I think we've got 30 or 40 shows this year. Normally we do around between 60 and 70 shows a year. 
it took a couple of rehearsals for everybody to sort of get the cobwebs out of their fingers and when we played the moon dance jam the other day every, everybody was back on track we came off stage and everybody was grinning from ear to ear it's like yeah we're back we got it that's one of the things i mean if you've been we've been doing it what is it's our 50th anniversary you know after a while it's um i still got my chops <laughs> it must feel that great to just be getting back to normal finally yeah there was some magic in the air it, it was special it was it was something else it was good to be back well awesome do you have anything else to add no other thank you for doing this and uh you know Everybody get the listen, get the CD, the DVD. You can actually see us. It's like having four maniacs in your living room. Um, life is good. I'm going to roll till I'm old and rock till I drop. Well, thank you so much. Been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Thank Have you. Have a great Nick. day. Same to you. Bye, love. Bye.